Pistons fans, this is the Sports Ethos Pistons Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Gaderas. Glad to be with you today on this snowy and cold January 27th afternoon in 2022. That was a weird way of saying the date. It is another ep. We have to talk about Tuesday night's loss to the Denver Nuggets, a game that has been much discussed on the national media, the local media, of course, as well. Due to the amazing performance of Cade Cunningham, we'll talk about that. Before we get into the show, the Pistons are 11-36, and 36, good for a 23% win percentage, second worst in the league, three games up on the worst team, which is the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic also happened to be the Pistons' next opponent, who we play tomorrow night. I think we're 2-0 and against the Magic this year, so we will be looking to pick up another win in 2022 we're currently six and eight in 2022 which as we've said before six wins in this year already more than the entire 2021 portion of the season so it is i think worth uh focusing a little bit on that improvement that second half improvement uh, that the pistons are currently experiencing and yeah probably get to seven and eight after tomorrow but you know don't want to jinx it um they lose both sides of the home-and-home home with the Nuggets. Like I said, falling in Tuesday's rematch in Detroit, 110-105. A game that I was lucky enough to get free tickets to go to. Um, and they were good seats. Uh, the place was rocking. And it was because you know we were all witnessing, I think, what has been now described by most as one of the greatest all-time individual performances by a rookie um, going toe-to-toe, dueling with reigning league MVP and also league MVP frontrunner again, Nikola Jokic, who was incredible as well. And we'll talk about Jokic a little bit too. Um, but first, listeners, please take a moment to follow at ethosfantasybk on Twitter, the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis, too. Again, that's at ethosfantasybk on Twitter. Give us a follow. All right, so the headline. Cade is firmly in the Rookie of the Year race. I've been saying this for a long time as an extremely biased, you know, Pistons homer, watching Cade, seeing how good he is on a nightly basis. I've always considered him the number two or number one, um, you know, nominee for the rookie of the year. Of course, the other would be Evan Mobley of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And, you know, if the season were to end today, I think a lot of people would be giving it to Evan Mobley. And that's fair enough. Evan never really got off to the rough start that Cade did. Uh, but there's 40% of the season left and, and the narrative is already changing. Um, outside of Detroit, right? I mean, Detroit's always going to say Cade's the rookie of the year. But now it's starting to catch on, I think, in other places. And certainly, if there was an award for the best single game by a rookie, Cade wins that award by a mile. In Tuesday's game, Cade puts up an astounding 34 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, and 4 blocks, with 6 threes, over 50% shooting, 
The 34, 8, 8, and 4 has been – you've probably seen this on Twitter if you're following the Pistons uh, on Twitter. Um, it's been widely reported this feat has only been accomplished by one other rookie in the history of the NBA, and that is Michael Jordan. Maybe you've heard of him. And if you add in the steals and the threes, Cade is the only player in NBA history with all of these counting stat minimums in one game. And, you know, this is this is the, the scouting profile on Cade, right? There was also a Mike Schmitz tweet going around. You know, Schmitz, of course, the ESPN scouting uh, analyst guy, um, saying, like, this is exactly why Cade is the most well-rounded prospect we've ever seen. Um, he can fill literally every category. And the two steals and the four blocks. I mean, for me, watching this game, um, you know, defense isn't always captured in the box score. But, um, oh, man, it was so obvious. You know, he's he's taking everything. He's blocking everything. The chase down block on Aaron Gordon, um, probably the highlight defensively for Cade. Um, but there were a lot of offensive highlights as well. So, you know, it's not um, a clear cut choice. Probably the the offensive highlight for Cade was in the first quarter, um, going back and forth with Nikola Jokic. He gets a matchup with Jokic and pulls out a really nice step back that sends Jokic spinning away. Um, so, you know, this is uh this is an ankle breaker. This is a highlight real play. Haven't seen a whole ton of the behind the back step back from Cade in this fashion. The hard drive with the hard stop with the step back. Really, really nice to have that little bit of contact with Jokic and, you know, not get called for an offensive foul as well, which I don't know, maybe there was one. But just an incredible game from Cade. Um, over the last three games, he's been on an absolute heater coming out of that little bit of a slump, three-game slump followed by three-game boom times is a pretty good player to have. Over the last three, he's played 39 minutes a night. Averaging 25.5 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, 1.5 steals, and 2.5 blocks. Shooting 50% overall, 44% from 3, and 100% from the line. Now, I'll pause here and mention as well that in this Nuggets game, Cade gets to the line 0 times. It's been said a lot that, you know, well, first of all, he needs to get some of these calls. There is contact on these plays. Um... But also, just that Cade is getting so much more comfortable scoring in so many ways, you know, and and scoring 34 points without getting to the line is really impressive. In January, his true shooting percentage is 55%. Of course, true shooting combines, you know, field goal percentage and free throw percentage. He's been a very good free throw shooter. And that's up. That true shooting of 55% is up from... 46% 46% in October, um, which reminds us, right, that Cade missed his first 18 threes in the NBA. That's going to seriously dent your percentages. Um, and those times are behind us. I have a tweet here from um, Omari Sankofa. He's just really killing us with the great stats today, great tweets. Cade Cunningham's last nine games. So I just told you the last three games. Over the last nine games, bit of a bigger sample, includes those slumping games too. 19 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds, 2.3 combined steals and blocks with shooting splits of 49% from the field, 44% from three, and 89% from the line. 
Since November 30th, Cade is shooting 40% from three on nearly six attempts per game. That's a 23-game sample size. These are two Omari Sankofa tweets. And I just love those, those, those really pinpoint how far behind us that slump is. I don't think we need to talk about it much anymore. He'll, he'll still have games where he doesn't shoot well. But we are firmly in the territory of a rising Cade, generational Cade. And this also comes after he boldly comes out and asserts that he is the best rookie. He said this in an interview. I guess I don't know the exact date and time, but recently before breaking out of the slump and going on this amazing tear, he has so much belief in himself, but not in like a cocky, not in a foolhardy way. You know, he's backing up everything that he does every day. So he has a really great chance to continue this hot streak against the Orlando Magic tomorrow, the worst team in basketball, who themselves have a bit of a surging rookie in Jalen Suggs. So I will be excited to watch that matchup. Suggs, of course, also a guard, also a high-intensity defender like Cade. Um, so that'll be a fun one to watch. And of course, on Sunday, the Pistons face the Cleveland Cavaliers and Evan Mobley. Um, really excited for this one. Of course, these are the two front runners for the Rookie of the Year. And next show, so we're going to do a show on Saturday that will recap the Magic game and preview the Cavs game. And we're going to focus a lot on the differences between Cade and Evan Mobley to this point. Should be a good one. So, hey, we have a brand new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos. It's Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit, up to 100 bucks, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit. And the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. Also, check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. So there's been a lot said about that Cade performance. Um, just about everybody's talked about it, you know, locally, nationally. So plenty of pieces out there for you to read. Obviously, you just pull up the highlights if you want to see a masterclass from Cade, 40 minutes of, of just dominance. But there were other good bright spots from young Pistons. Sadiq Bey, Goes for 21 points, two rebounds, three assists, and two steals on three threes. Hitting those threes and getting some very fun, creative assists was all I needed from Sadiq in this one. Um, you know, that's what I've said is his perfect role as a complement to Cade. Hits the outside shot, can can do some secondary playmaking, but is maybe not tasked with banging in the paint and trying to grind out, you know, two pointers. Um, there was a Really two very fun assists from Sadiq in this game. One just sort of a nice little crafty um, court vision kind of play where he's in the paint, sort of not sure what to do, cutting Corey Joseph, I believe. I forget who it was, but someone cuts to the hoop. And he just finds him. You know, it's not really a clear pass, but he finds a lane, gets it in there, easy bucket. But the best assist from Sadiq, and maybe in the whole game, was... Um, a lob in transition to Hamadou Diallo, you know, off the bounce, like sort of a disguised pass, 
really nice pass. Uh, definitely more like a Killian or a Cade pass than a Sadiq pass. So again, we're starting to see a little bit of development on the passing end of things, which also brings up, just want to mention a funny play in this game where uh, first quarter, Killian, not Killian, Cade throws a lob to um, Isaiah Stewart and it just goes straight in. Nothing but net. Like that is how on fire Cade was. He just tossed it up as a pass and it went straight in uh, for an easy two points. But who else played well? Hamadou Diallo, the aforementioned receiver of that lob, um, had another really solid game. You know, not a dominant player, certainly not a shooter. We know that 0 of 2 from 3. But 14 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist, and 2 steals. Just a classic performance from Hamadou. Plenty of dunks, uh, including the lob. He also got out in transition for that nice tomahawk on Jokic. You know, he really gets the crowd fired up. Um, Certainly a lot of dunks in general. Uh, The Nuggets were also uh, Aaron Gordon and Jeff Green getting some good dunks in too. So part of what made this game so entertaining. And, you know, I like him more and more every day. He just has such a clear identity as a player and room to grow as well. Like I said, he's a non-shooter. I don't know if that's ever going to come around. The shooting form is still pretty bad, but he's more effective out of the mid-range than the three-point line anyway. And we've seen him hit some, you know, mid-range jump shots that look pretty nice. Just when he has too much time, I think he overthinks it. And his his form, as he gets farther away from the hoop, uh, starts to really deteriorate. So that's an area of improvement for him. But I like that he's just doing what he does, you know. And we're going to see a lot more dunks. We're going to see a lot more 14-5, 1-2 games from Hamadou. It's never going to push you into the collective consciousness, you know, the broader consciousness of the NBA community. But um, really serviceable role player there. I also want to talk about Isaiah Stewart. Right, not a role player, starter for the Pistons. Zero points on 0 of 3 shooting, plays 25 minutes, cannot stay on the floor. Um, Actually, I mean, 25 minutes is pretty good, but foul trouble throughout the game. And a final line of zero points, four rebounds, one assist, and one steal. Um, As has been a near, you know, constant issue for Beef, he's just so up and down. The fouls are the number one thing that give him trouble. But we remember he was 8 of 8 in the last game, which was also against the Nuggets which included him doing the improbable uh, feat of hitting a three and two mid-range jump shots, you know, shots that it must be extremely low percentage for Isaiah. Um, I guess I don't have a ton of nuance to say about it. He really didn't take very many shots. He really wasn't involved very much in this game. Maybe if he had caught that lob that Cade threw straight into the net, um, you know, he could have got, got going. But no, just a nothing game for Isaiah. Sort of disappointing that he's falling maybe down the restoration ranker, down the ladder of uh, prioritizing our young players. I think there's more and more talk now of Isaiah as a permanent sort of backup, but like, you know, with a pretty long NBA career ahead of him, um, just sort of lacking that offensive upside to go with, yeah, some, some, some wild inconsistencies on defense as well. Killian Hayes. Speaking of inconsistencies, (laughs) Killian Hayes is becoming more consistent, right? One of the least consistent players um, on the team, draws the ire of the fan base often, plays 29 minutes here, coming off the bench. Um, It's, I think, the second game in a row now he's come off the bench, which is a new new role for him. Uh, But there are some positive indicators to go with that, 
first of all, a line of six points, two rebounds, eight assists, and two steals for Killian. Really good. Um, the the eight assists and the two steals are spot on for what I've been saying. You know, is going to be the core of the Killian Hayes stat line: assists and steals. That makes him a very productive player. Eight assists and two steals. Exceptional in both of those categories. Of course, the points, only six points here. Um, it's not very much. Only two made baskets, two of two from the line. But it was nice to see him get some easy buckets as a, a cutter, you know, for Cade. Um, playing off ball when he is sharing the floor with Cade. And then having that ball dominant, you know, floor general. Uh, I said that weird. Floor general role. Um when he's running the second unit and ultimately he's playing more minutes than his season average. Like I said, 29 minutes here, he's playing the entire fourth quarter, all 12 minutes of the fourth. So these are not things he was doing early in the year. Um, and so I, it's, it's all positive right now for Killian. You know, they're trying something else, which is what they should do. And he's more looking a little more comfortable, getting a little more opportunity to be himself, which is a you know ball dominant player. Um, who doesn't take very many shots. But I like this quote from Casey who says, Killian Hayes coming off the bench gives him a chance to be a primary ball handler with the second unit and secondary ball handler with the first unit. Said he feels Cade has been more relaxed coming off the bench. So I think that's a feather in the cap of Dwayne Casey. You know, again, this has just been something that's been uh, a thorn in the side of Pistons fans. We have to solve the Killian Hayes puzzle and get him going somehow. If you can get him up to eight assists and two steals on a relatively regular basis, you know, even just like seven and one, that's a really positive sign for the type of player that we all think he is and can be and who I think he is and can be. So in general, to sum up some of these positive performances, um, Cade is trending way, way up, trending towards generational player um, in the eyes of all, which is good. Uh, as it is looking more and more true. Sadiq and Killian both bouncing back from some recent struggles. Sadiq maybe more than Killian, but Killian's getting a whole new role and it's working out for him. While Hamadou Diallo is as solid as ever and Isaiah Stewart continues to be a roller coaster. So that's sort of our roundup on the young players after this Tuesday's game against the Nuggets. I want to do one more comment on a rumor that's flying around the internet um, before we go, and that is John Collins. Pistons fans love John Collins. The Pistons are being rumored um, to be interested in him in a swap deal with Jeremy Grant. So we want to trade Jeremy and bring back John Collins. The Hawks also want a first-round pick. So the Hawks think John Collins is worth Jeremy plus a first-round pick. I do agree that swapping Jeremy Grant for John Collins is a huge win in terms of fit on the team. Collins is, of course, a power forward with more true stretchability and less of a complex about being the number one offensive option, I guess. Um, they are. I, I do think Collins is a better fit next to Cade simply for his leaping, his rim running ability, his stretchability and block, you know, block shot potential. Um, and we already know that John Collins is a very good player, a uh, really good player, top 50 player in the NBA. I don't think there's a doubt about that. So for me, yeah, if we're just swapping Jeremy for John Collins, awesome. We got to do it. 
no downside in that. If we give up a first-round pick, I honestly think I'd pull the plug on it then. I would not give up a pick and Jeremy Grant to bring back John Collins. Because I think the Pistons are seeing the fruits of their tank pay off this year, right? They tanked last year admirably, especially down the stretch, shutting down their starters, elevating young guys to starting roles, really losing a ton of games. And it worked. It got us Cade Cunningham. It got us a generational player that you cannot just go out and get. The only way to get a Cade is to have the top pick or a top three pick. The draft is an effective way to build a franchise. It's probably my favorite way, probably the most effective way to build a franchise. And it takes patience. The Pistons don't even need necessarily a top three pick. But I do think that's the best way to ensure we can draft a player who is a long-term fit with Cade, um, you know, with upside. I think my only concern really with Collins is that he's basically a finished product. We know who he is. He doesn't have the upside of, let's say, you know, an Anthony Davis or an Evan Mobley. But when you look at the draft, you see a guy like Chet Holmgren, Jabari Smith, Paolo Bancaro, they all play the four or the five, and they're all, you know, these really high upside guys who maybe have that potential, maybe have the Evan Mobley, the Anthony Davis potential that we really want. So, you know, why give up on the tank? If we bring in Collins, I think we do get better immediately. It does make it harder to tank, and we probably miss out on, you know, one of the very top guys. So for me, I, I think this is a no, unless... It's simply swapping Jeremy for John, in which case I think we're, we're swapping a player for a better player. So um, in terms of value and running a franchise, I think you have to do that, that one. But yeah, just a crazy world out there. People are talking about Eric Gordon, Kenrich Williams, you know, having a first round draft pick price in a trade. That is crazy to me. Jeremy is certainly uh, in that scenario, you know, I would say more valuable than those guys by a pretty sizable margin. Hey, quickly before we sign off, we want to also remind you all to use coupon code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also, check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. Okay, folks, we're wrapping up. I guess my parting thought, I have a parting thought. Don't stop tanking. <laughs> you don't stop tanking. You're in a great position, Pistons. Listen, Pistons. I'm 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 saying this to you. I love you. You're in a great position to have many more games just like the Nuggets game on Tuesday with this roster. The roster has obvious holes in it. Big men like I mean Nikola Jokic MVP. Big men are going to tear us apart. But that's good cuz it prevents us from winning. But it doesn't seem to be getting in the way of Cade coming along and developing well, Sadiq developing, Killian getting opportunities, Hamadou. I mean, Isaiah Stewart is probably the one most hard done by the roster construction as it is right now, but he's also maybe looking like the one that we're most able to move on from as far as like envisioning him in, in the future starting lineup of a restored Pistons franchise. The restoration is not supposed to happen overnight. We are very, very lucky that we got Cade. 
And because we got Cade, we have a very real shot at the restoration working. And so I think we have to see it through this year. We have to hold strong and tank as best we can and build around Cade forever and always down the line. All right, that's the show. See you guys. 